Episode number 24. It's your boy Money Mitch, aka King Lear, aka Light Skin Lord of the Flies, aka the Mixed Messiah, aka Light Skin Lear, aka Daddy Longstroke, the motherfucking Clitoris Wrangler, aka the Dreadhead Nigga in your lobby. Come find me at Mitch Gaines everywhere on the internet, wherever you like to be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You probably won't find me there because I'm a little bit more secretive. But anywhere else you want to find me, you can find me. I'm all over the web. It's at Mitch Gaines. I'm here rocking with my right hand man, the funniest man in Rhode Island. As always, it's only Chris Allen, Midwest. Half the Midwest chef shopping it up any way you need it. Jokes, media, videos, podcasts. We all the way around. Sweet James Jones Jr. That Pimp C reference for you. AKA <laughs> <laughs> the young OG. We out here. A uh, bunch of shit happening in the world, man. I usually come on this podcast, I feel like, past few weeks, I, I listen back and every episode I'm like, eh, I feel like not a lot happened. Like, nigga, I feel like everything happened. Too, almost, too mu- almost too much shit happened. I, yeah, it, like, it, it allows fuckery to get, get away because, like, something happens and you're like, holy shit. Like, you know. Trump fucked two midget porn stars and like <laughs> I, can't forget, I can't say midgets anymore. But two like, little people, yeah, little, little porn people, stars, yeah. not big porn stars, little porn stars. And then um, next thing you know, something else happens, and you're just like, I just can't even keep up with this shit. Yeah, uh, and I, well, I especially think in times of big news, like obviously, so State of the Union just happened yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday instead of a Tuesday because of that. Also, my man had a couple of shows because he's out here working. Come see my man all over New England if you were a fan of stand up. Uh, but essentially, you know, State Union was last night. Uh, the Grammys obviously just passed. There's a lot of distractions, so you can kind of slot a lot of things by. Yeah. Uh, you, As anyone who listens to the show knows, we're a bunch of conspiracy theories. I think everybody is up to no good at all times, myself included. Don't trust me. Uh, yeah. I, I think part of that is, you know, we're all watching the State Union, and, like, I got plenty of notes, I, and we'll get into that, on, you know, what's going on there and how the country is being addressed. But then, like, in the fallout of that, we have this probably 72 hours or so reaction window that we're living in currently. We're like, you can do whatever the fuck you want as a politician. Nobody's going to know, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm, uh, I was just reading they repealed a, a, a couple new, uh, well, a couple old uh, regulations on coal, mm-hmm. uh, which, like, Tr- Trump had alluded to happening in the State of the Union to mixed reviews. It just kind of slid that in there at the back door. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple days before the State of the Union, obviously, I think we touched on it uh, last episode, there was the, sanction, uh, the tariffs they placed on importing solar panels. Mm-hmm. Again, mixed reviews. Like, a lot of people think that's a blow to solar, the flip side being that now we kind have to produce solar in the states mm-hmm. so depending on how you want to look at that but that's what i mean like you can slide a lot of things into this news cycle that people are just gonna miss yeah uh, that being said like you know we here for the people we're gonna play some hits so we're gonna i want to start with the grammys if that's cool with you i want to start with happy yeah. shit before like we gotta we gotta plug a lot into an hour here mm-hmm. i want to at least start happy before we get into the crazy the terrible things it's that are happening in the world. swim out to the swamp uh, so I don't want to spend forever in a day on the Grammys. I got a couple I want to touch on. Are there any that you in particular want to touch on that are feel important to you that feel like an in you know a story you you feel needs addressing first? Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the Grammy, yeah, I I really don't. I mean, 
I really don't have anything that like I'm so pressed to hit it, but we can just do an overview of it. Talk about the uh, I know. Uh, Are you comfortable with Kendrick Lamar pretty much winning everything in rap? I'm not. Like uh, like literally like best rap performance, best rap song performance, best rap song, best rap album. I'm not. I think I think Jay Z's album uh, was more important to the culture, to hip hop, to music in general. Uh, it was an escalation in hip hop, and it was a beautiful album. It, I, and it, I think it's one of those albums that's on a transition uh, throughout time as hip hop matures more than Kendra's humble will. And I think that it needs to be um, recognized. And I don't think it, it let, got let, the respect let, that it deserves. Yeah. Let me uh, just for clarity, are you are you talking four for four like the single or four for four the album? The the album. So okay, so that compared to damn versus humble in the in four for yeah, four the single. Exactly. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Uh, conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's why it didn't win anything? Uh no, I like a, a, a lot of a lot of the message you know for all the black empowerment and goodness mm-hmm. that it came with a lot of the message in that was also entrepreneurial and owning your own shit and branching away from the confines of the music industry. Uh, I don't. I, I feel like the people who own the music industry, aka the Grammys, aren't gonna like reward you for saying fuck the labels. Yeah, I, I, it could be, but I don't, I don't think so. I just think that like the people who are making these decisions are out, out of touch with the culture, uh, especially the hip hop culture, and they, the, Kendrick's hot. People like Kendrick, you know, the it, kids. The, like the Grammys top to bottom felt like a lot of just safe picks, and Kendrick it, Lamar, I feel like, is a like safe pick. It's, it's well, the radical black people like him. White people find him safe enough. Like, let's go with yeah. Kendrick, and like that. Looking, looking up and down this list, it's like. I'm never gonna have a problem giving Kendrick Lamar a Grammy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kendrick Lamar spits bars. Kendrick Lamar makes great music. Kendrick Lamar is on a sick independent label. Yeah. He gets great beats. I like pretty much everything about Kendrick Lamar. And that's coming from a nigga who don't like Kendrick Lamar sonically a whole lot. Like, I, I don't like his voice at all. It bothers yeah, the shit out of my ears. I, I think he's a talent. But I tell this to anyone, like, how many, like, if you're just gonna have, like, a barbecue, you're gonna have people chill, like, you're not gonna put on Kendrick Lamar. You have a barbecue, put on Kendrick Lamar, see how quickly someone actually turn that shit off. It depends on what time to barbecue. Like, I, I, you can play Kendrick Lamar, like, if we're on the East Coast, I'm not talking out West, but East Coast where the sun sets at like 7, you can put on Kendrick Lamar at like 536, yeah. start getting into that vibe before yeah. nighttime, and like no the party music. No let you put Kendrick Lamar that long. You may get, like, get like two or three songs out, and people are like, hey, just like... Put on Drake, nigga. <laughs> Put on the Migos. Like that's the problem. Like you, for me, like a well-rounded artist, you you can like. You can do it, it. It can have all that. Like Hove, you can put a, you can put on tracks from Hove. What, what Hove track in the past eight years are you playing at the cookout? All right, well, not like four, 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 but it's like uh, I, I would have to go through. Right, like, so you gotta go a decade deal. I'm saying Kendrick's got a couple, like yeah, in three albums. Bitch, Shit, he's got more in his three albums vibe. than the Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, Drink. Uh, 
What was the shit that it didn't even end up on the album? It's like that freestyle, that beat shit that he came out with uh, before he put out uh, Butterfly. I love that. Like, oh, I wish, I wish I remember the name of that fucking record right now. Uh, but I'm saying, like, he's got a couple, like, you can throw on a, in a lot of instances. Yeah. Shit, like, half a good kid, Mad City's got fire beats on it. It just, like. But this is my point. Just like Drank as a record, like, uh-huh. people love going to the club and turning up to Drink. Uh-huh. And it's like, if you listen to that record, that's uh-huh. a record about. Like addiction and like losing yourself to alcoholism and almost dying. Yeah. And like people be in the club, be like, pow up, drink, oh, like yeah. ripping shots. Yeah. Like that is a go up record. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's a lot of his catalog. Like, he's got enough beats where you can throw that shit on and niggas just gonna ignore the message of that. But if you want to get yeah. into it, like, Kendrick is also giving you some shit. I'm not turning up to, I'm not turning up to me and Kendrick. Kendrick, he's like a ride around, chill, like, Type of which, artist. which is why I'm cool with him getting best rap song. Do you think he wins all that if Drake submitted uh, his album to the Grammy? Uh, it's, it's been known that Drake did not submit his album to the Grammy. So I'll, 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 I'll put it. I'll put it to you this way. What it, I would take. Mm, I think I would still take. Him so the categories in rap just so people know best rap performance best rap song performance best rap song best rap album those are the four categories Kendrick Lamar won all of them I would still have Kendrick Lamar probably winning best rap song Mm -hmm. I don't think Drake put out anything better than eh, yeah no story of OJ probably would be next anyway Mm -hmm. like above whatever Drake put out Uh, I have. Four for four, winning over damn anyway. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, and I also have it over at More Life. Uh, here's the one I really have an issue with. That I want to get into mm-hmm. best rap song performance, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even know what that means. So like, a, a song that like has R and B and like like singing and rapping, like usually oh, an R and B rap collab yeah. of some sort. And so you have Family Feud, Jay Z and Beyonce, dope record. Yeah. You have Love Glory, Scissor and Travis Scott, dope record. Loyalty, which one with Kendrick Lamar, Rihanna? I don't know why that one. Yeah. I, I good record, but I, I still take those other two over. Here's the bitch, right? Shout out to Gold Link too for crew, and like that's fine. You hear all those nominations and you look through the nominations of the past years. All of these are collabs, right? Mm-hmm. My nigga Black came over here with a chart-topping single that lasted months on an album that nobody expected to do the numbers that it did, mm-hmm. which was well-received by everyone who likes every genre from anyone I've talked to, mm-hmm. and also has the best rap-sung performance on a single record mm-hmm. by himself. Yeah. How does he not win that award? Yeah, well, this is this is my problem. Like, I don't understand. Problems was in one of my favorite records of all of 2017. Yeah, because it's not this one. There's there's. Uh, I've sucked black dick all over this podcast before. This is not new, so yeah. I'm sorry for anyone who's listening. <laughs> but like, really, go check this niggas out. Um, one, there's always rumors that these that some labels pay off in order to win. These uh, these awards. Uh, there's also the popularity and shit. I, I, the image of it is of like, oh, who's this guy? Like, who? How many people who watch the Grammys actually know who Black is? Nine percent, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but I, isn't that the point of the Grammys to sell it? So, and this, oh, Grammys okay, is a commercial. Hold on, Grammys so, is okay. a long ass commercial. This brings me to my my giant question about the Grammys: mm-hmm. Is the Grammys as it's been sold? from what artists and people who care about music tell me is it's supposed to represent the best of all genres the best of music and we recognize music in totality Mm -hmm. from opera to hip hop right Mm -hmm. like we cover everything from fucking EDM to rock and roll yeah does not matter Uh, and that is the prestige of the Grammys 
Yeah. To your point, it feels like as somebody who's not an insider, I'm not in the know. I don't know mm-hmm. how music operates. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seems like to me the Grammys now is just a pop contest. It's it is. Who's the safest, most palatable artist to the most people that like can check all the boxes of like PC culture? It's yeah. It's it's all put it this in, way. in each genre. Yeah. Put it this way. Uh, and I mean, it, there's it, no disrespect to the people who won these awards. Fifty Cent lost Best New Artist. After selling 10 million copies. Right. The fuck? <laughs> like, how does that happen? How are you that way Best New Artist? The same way the somebody who dropped an album three years ago won Best New yeah. Artist this year. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Like, if you... This is a problem with these 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 mediums where, like, uh, like the Grammys and, like... Um, the Oscars. Yeah, where, it's like... like it, people, people are seeing through the fuckery now. Like, I don't know, like, what is this? And so this, uh, as you know, we like to get preached on this podcast occasionally and be, you know, equally conspiracy-ridden. Uh, if the Grammys don't have that mystique, right? If the Oscars don't have that mystique, mm-hmm. why don't these, like, subgenre awards get more... Like praise, like a BET award. If in, in hip hop should be like more, worth more than a Grammy, really. Mm-hmm. We all acknowledge. We all acknowledge that the Grammy board doesn't know hip hop, right? Yeah. The BET board. When I, I'm not saying they do, yeah. but I'm saying as hip hop culture, why aren't we assembling a BET voting board who understands hip hop well enough to acknowledge the best in what we do if the Grammys aren't? And I say that about in, in this extension, like I think all genres of music should do this. I think the SAG Awards should be like this. I, I'm not sure they quite are, but they mm. they kind of get the idea, right? You know, yeah. what I mean the. Actors vote for the actors instead of you know the Oscar board. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's why you hear a lot of actors talk about like a SAG award meaning more to them than an Oscar. Uh, and it's like, I mean, it's not going to do for you your career with a Grammy will or yeah. an Oscar will, but yeah. why shouldn't it? Um, I I just don't. I think uh, that's like being it's, like it's hard to it's hard to like to turn that ship around and set a new trend. Like the historical. Um, Background of the Os- of the Oscars and the Grammys of who won it and shit like that. Like no one gives a fuck about a BET award. No, and like, I, they, I, I get that, but I guess like even if people stacked up, like it's it's hard to turn that shit. Just uh, uh, historically, like when you have consistently, like oh yeah, like this artist, like James Brown won an Oscar, and like like you know, never you, know, you, know about, like, you know who really fucked up, honestly, in my opinion, who's that? MTV Music Awards. Because MTV Music Awards put all their stock in the VMAs instead, yeah. and they tied it too much to the, like the video generation, yeah. uh-huh. uh, which I mean, marketing purposes is smart and all that. But I feel like the MTV Music Awards could have been like the for all these younger genres, mm-hmm. the, you know, the fucking you know ambient pop fucking Grammy, uh-huh. you know, what I mean? like shit like that. Like they'd be crushing that lane, the yeah. SoundCloud lane. Well, there's a uh, I don't and wanna, people would care. I don't want to get too geeky with music and so forth, oh, but. If you look at the the reason why, so everyone remembers the transition when like MTV like stopped showing videos, yeah, and it's because at first like these record label because rec, record labels are crooks and they're idiots too, and they catching the trends way too late. That's why they're getting killed by streaming, and that's why the industry is dying. Is but th- what they did? <laughs> no shit. Like, <laughs> I, I I don't like industries that are are. Slimy and 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 suck the blood out of people. I like to see when innovation kills them, like taxis and getting killed by Ubers and Lyft and so forth. Because they wasn't picking up niggas and they had years to innovate. You didn't, so fuck you. Um, also, fuck all the Uber drivers who then cancel around. I show up and I'm dark and then I look at my photo. Oh yeah, true that. Fuck true y'all. that. And. He, t- 
Uber driver, and usually if like you're a black dude, like it's usually another like black dude. Oh yeah. Or or, or minorities. When's the last time you had a white Uber driver in an urban area? Exactly. Or I've had like white dudes like act like they're gonna pick me up and just like cancel. Oh yeah. Like what the fuck, dude? What am I doing? Yo, but, I, I was in Cambridge. I couldn't get a ride for like 20 minutes one time. I yeah. called like seven Ubers, bro. Yeah, and then, it, not to be stereotypical, an Asian woman picked me up. Yeah. I got in the car a little shook. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I felt like an asshole. I was like, yeah. well, I need a ride, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, Sorry. No, saying? no, quick story. Uh, okay, so um, initially, like, the music, the labels were allowing MTV to pretty much... Uh, play videos they signed a shitty desk deal initially for MTV to, to play videos I don't think, they think were video would do anything no yeah they're late to the parties and Always. they just saw it was like free promotionals and so forth and then when she starts spending millions of dollars on these videos and you know MTV has built a whole network mm. off of showing your video they're like oh we need to be fucking getting paid like they're making billions of dollars of the advertisement showing our videos and we're spending millions of dollars on it and they're paying playing it for free pretty much free yeah. and they they wanted to renegotiate MTV was like fuck you we're not doing that we're not because paying why it. would they <laughs> because why would they yeah. and then they're like fuck you we'll put on Jersey Shore go fuck yourself <laughs> and we all ate that and, shit up we I fucking loved Jersey Shore. And that's what happened when you're, you lowball with your, your product you're putting out. You don't see the future. You don't see the trends that are coming. You get fucked. And that's what happened. And so, um, and that's what's happening with streaming right now. And so, like, that's what, so, I mean, essentially, they built up the MTV Music Video Awards. But, mm-hmm. like, you can't put all your stock in that if you're a network's next showing videos. But I, well, I guess that's my point. It's like, they used to have just the MTV Music Awards yeah. and the VMAs. Yeah. Uh, they might still, but what I'm saying is like, we all talk about the VMAs. The VMAs come mm-hmm. around and like, that's the MTV award show that like we care about. Mm-hmm. They used to be just the MTV Music Awards. Yeah. And like, I, I am almost certain some part of the Grammy board like paid them off to like kill mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. Because I really like, that's what we really need is like, well, we need the MTV generation, who is now the adults in the room for, like, the younger generation, uh-huh. to, like, kind of create a content reinforcement tool mm-hmm. that understands their content. The yeah. Grammys don't understand, like, no. SoundCloud EDM, well, yeah. which is getting 17 million listens. Yeah. So, like, if, if it's getting 17 million ears and you don't know how to listen to it and mm-hmm. what to look for, mm-hmm. why are you the ones, like, acknowledging what's good and what's not? I give the Grammys, a, if the Grammys last another 10 or 15 years, I'd be surprised. I think the next will be, like, the YouTube Awards or something mm. like that. I mean, they, they've got, like, this is what I mean. Like, all those little niche pockets have stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they have, you know, streaming awards. They have social awards. Mm-hmm. BET actually this year is, you know, doing the BET social awards. Yeah. Uh, they actually have a, pod, like, they have a podcast fucking category. Yeah. Uh, nominated in six years or something. Uh, but, you know what I mean? Like, you, you're starting to see that pop up. I just don't feel like it's giving any acknowledgement. Yeah. Buddy was saying, actually, on his podcast, I completely agree. Like, why isn't there a podcast Grammy? Yeah, this should be. It's it's, it's supposed streaming. to be the awards for like essentially recorded audio, right? Yeah. Recorded performance. Yeah, and, and there's a bunch of different styles of pod. It's, it's a whole own medium. It definitely yeah. should have a Grammy. Like, yeah, but it'll be twenty years before that. Has a Grammy, then like right. you would think that like if you can, if, a gra- if if there's comedy Grammys, I don't know why there's not podcast Grammys. There should be. 
Uh, I think that, I mean it's 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 an archaic form and it's going to slowly as how many think how many people do you think under the age of twenty five was actually watching the Grammy? <laughs> I say a small percentage. I I don't know about a small percentage. I'd say a small percentage inside of urban areas. I the middle of a, that's the thing. The middle of America still watches the Grammys and like hears those thirty artists and goes out and buys thirty albums. And that's what they listen to. I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that out in my free time just to see the I, demographic. I, I hear. I wonder about the younger huge, people. Yeah, but yeah, I I think that too. But then like you look at it, it's like, it's, you know, fucking country music awards get great ratings. The yeah. Voice gets great ratings. American yeah. Idol still gets ratings. Yeah. Like that same crowd is who tunes in for the Grammys. Because you tune in, you tune into like American Idol and The Voice, and you don't watch the Grammys. Like no way. I, yeah. That's the exact same audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I can't. They come for the hits. I, they come for the stars. Yeah, the but you're talking about like uh, a generation that's probably used to like ten minute segments, and you're watching a three hour ordeal. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is like they're willing to sit through that because it's it's the last live TV around. Especially yeah. if you're not a sports fan. Yeah, and like the people who are really hooked on that mm-hmm. are like. Mid, mid to late 30s to like early 50s yeah. and they're watching that with their kids yeah like kids 11 to 16 are home and like on the couch with mom and dad watching the Grammys mm-hmm. all over the country yeah. and that shit ain't dying anytime soon yeah but like kids who are 11 to 16 and live in urban areas where there's other shit to do or care about yeah yeah nah. like well I, I shouldn't say other shit just other entertainment yeah. you know what I mean and art like, I don't need to give a fuck about the Grammys if I live in a place where, like, I can see 11 comedy nights, 16, like, shows, a, you know, fucking dance performance and art installation within, like, a three-mile radius. Yeah. Fuck, I give a shit about the Grammys for. I know where to find good art. It's yeah, in my neighborhood. I don't, I don't give a shit about the Grammys either. Anyways, like, even if I was, like, an artist, like, I feel like... So if you got like nominated if- for a comedy Grammy, you wouldn't be in? Yeah, probably. I mean, I would. I would be amped. Would you go? I would go because of the experience. But I would be like, yeah, this is like we know this is fuckery. Like, I, like I care. So about if you people. won, would that be a speech? We know this is fuckery. No, I would give this speech like it, because of the people who supported me and the people that I care about would need to be recognized. But it wouldn't be like something like, oh yes, this is Grammy. Like of my the list of accomplishments. Mm-hmm. As uh, an artist, like the Grammys is so low on the like That's spectrum, right. and be like, yeah, like the people uh, influencing the culture, doing something that you know pushes culture and people forward is by far more important than like a bunch of like fucking random people saying, oh, good job, we we appreciate. Like once you start like measuring your art by like some pompous assholes. Being like, oh, good job. I think we'll give you a nice trophy. Me, like, go fuck yourself, dude. Let me ask I'm me. in these streets. <laughs> I, I don't mean, I'm, I want to have this conversation at some point. If we're too pressed for time, we can move on. But, like, I hear that phrase, like, for the culture, of the culture, the culture, mm-hmm. right? What, <clears throat> is this podcast part of the culture? Are we part of the culture? Are you part of the culture? Whatever the fuck the culture is. Because that's one of those things I really, like, I get on the fence about mm-hmm. being, like, the things the culture accepts, I'm not really that guy. You know what I mean? I'm biracial. I'm dating white women. I fuck niggas. Like, well, I, the, the, the culture don't fuck with niggas like me. But I know I'm supposed to be part of the culture, so I'm here trying to, like, kind of elbow my way in. But I feel kind of on the outskirts of that, and I don't know, like, where this fits into that scene. Well, I use the culture loosely. I feel like everyone... But I mean, like, that, that turn, like... 
you're 34, so I'm not, like you're actually probably old enough to be like out there for like the like the new wave and the punk scene and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But like, and niggas would be like the scene, and that was like the its whole wave. That's what I feel like the culture is now. Like, yeah, well, the the culture is just like the niggas scene. Well, okay, here's the, here's I feel like I was using it as this culture in general, just like um, the massive like. Not just like like American culture, culture. yeah, just American culture and and so forth. Um, As far as like hip hop culture or like I I think all I mean like I'm that big and I'm at the age where I'm just like you know like I don't give a fuck like I'm doing shit that's like like embraces me and and that I enriches me and pushes myself forward and hopefully that it it influences culture the the you know, melt away some of the bullshit. But, like, you have to... I mean, you can't just... You're part of the culture regardless of whether you choose to be once you... It, it's just a degree of which, you know, you may influence certain segments of this culture or not. I, I guess the reason I ask and the, the thing that gets me thinking about it often uh, is whether it's, you know, at an award show or a fucking news story or whatever the case may be... Mm-hmm. It seems to come up a lot lately, and I was reading a blog on this earlier uh, by this woman. She was an activist. She's part of this uh, Women Women of Color Coalition. I was reading her on Medium. Uh, and she was talking about how, at this point in her life, she essentially doesn't have time to have new white friends. Mm-hmm. She's 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear that argument a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to bother explaining blah, blah, blah to these white people anymore. I'm not going to, you know, and, and I've said on this podcast before, it's a you know, product of a biracial relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I was looking at it like, bro, like, that's not the answer, dog. <laughs> uh, but I also, I, like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, that it's exhausting. Because, yeah. like, in, if, at 45 especially, like, nigga, I've served my time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've educated these people. But I say that to say is, like, we... We express that dialogue to our youth, I think, mm-hmm. a little too strongly. Kids yeah. want to be of the culture and exclude mm-hmm. everyone who's not, rather than building a culture that includes everybody. And that's weird to me. Yeah, I don't. I, I, this is like a, uh, it's it's a blurry line. I feel like everyone is a part of of culture, and I mean, you're just gonna be authentic. Well, and also, even if you say like, no, I'm not part of the culture. Well, being anti-culture still influences the culture. If you're interacting with people, well, yeah, you're just I, a I guess like, segment of it. And I guess that, th- that's what I want people to start doing is, like, defining what culture they're talking about. Like, this term, the yeah, culture yeah, that, like, like hip-hop it's culture very, is trying to kind of, like, captivate uh-huh. as, like, very buzzwordy right now. Yeah. It's too loose, man, because, like, the culture is the American culture, the New England culture, the black culture, the young culture, the millennial culture, yeah, the so startup culture. Yeah. Like, I'm a part of mad cultures, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, what culture? And so, like, when I was saying, like, uh, art-wise, uh, I was saying just the culture as far as uh, America, United States. I mean, I mean, American culture influences so many. You can be a part of American yeah. culture and that be a part of the global culture yeah. because the impact the United States has around the world. So, uh, specifically, I was talking about just like, you know, Sorry, American oh, culture. Way tangent that. I've and, been and, thinking and, about and, that a lot. Yeah. Apologies. So, like, if you, if, if anyone's, if you're a, um, Jordan, like everyone, anyone check out Joe Rogan uh, interview recently with like Jordan Peterson. It's loosely uh, touches on it, but what he what he says is like 
you're everyone's part of you're kind of you're part of the game like yeah. regardless and like even if you are like one of those people who um says fuck this I don't want to be a part of this you're one of the people who wants to flip the board over I don't want to be a part of this culture I want you know nothing's going good for me that's still it still has impact on the culture mm. Like, so you're part of this game whether you want to now. And whether the game sucks or whether you think the culture sucks or that it's bad, you're part of the culture, you know. And it's degrees of how impactful you are to the culture. And there's compound effects on your action within the culture. Um, but everyone's part of the culture, even if you don't feel, like, acceptable of of you don't feel accepted in the culture like everyone's a part everyone's playing this game like what you do today affects has a compounding effect on other people so you're part of the culture regardless of whether you don't now whether you identify as hip-hop culture now that's you maybe maybe not you know i I mean i guess like i the defining characteristic I feel of the Obama years, and not to continue this tangent too far, but mm-hmm. like I very much felt during the Obama years there was a disintegration of that click mentality. Like I remember growing up and like yo know, throughout like our middle school, high school years, where like everybody had that little click or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember always remarking during the, the Obama years, like looking at younger people, mm-hmm. and people weren't like clicking up anymore. It's just like everybody was just kind of fucking with everybody, uh-huh. and like yeah, that kind of annoying because you had a lot of like unique snowflake millennials yeah. who like all thought they were fucking special but that shit was dope to me you know what I mean uh, and I feel like we're back to that clicky shit and it just feels oh, plain it just feels dead so super clicky now and now yeah. it's like it's almost and like, like a, identity politics are playing more of a role exactly and I thought we would grow out of that you know what I mean I thought when you got yeah. older like you did but I didn't realize like it's always been like that we just like we got it was weird because we came up like I came of age I came of adulthood mm-hmm. looking back at the generation below me mm-hmm. and seeing the first generation ever maybe that was allowed to breathe like that yeah yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was looking at it like, yo, like, they, shit they, is going to be different. Matter, yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, cool, you grow up and you grow out of all that clicky, dumb bullshit. Like, uh-huh. you open up your mind, you have different experiences, you meet different people. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, in, like, the past year, it's just like, everyone seems to be like, and I don't care what your tribe is, everyone seems to be like, I need to find my tribe and I only link up, I only work with my people, I only fucks with my people, I don't want to be policed by my people, I only want to start companies with my people, I only shop at my people's businesses. And that shit is like, as, like I said, I'm part of a lot of cultures, man. Like, I don't know who I'm allowed to declare my allegiance to. Do I only shop at gay bookstores, but I only, like, stay at black-owned B&Bs, but I only eat at fucking Irish restaurants? Like, I'm, I don't know, like, where I'm supposed to yeah, be at. I mean, and, like, that's my point. Like, that's America, nigga. Like, we ain't supposed to be out here all clicked up in, like, our silos. Yeah, I think, like, the, the beauty of it is, like, this society also needs people who maneuvers through a bunch of different cultures and backgrounds and demographics. I feel like I'm one of those people that I, you know, I I hang with a lot of different people. Like, I hang, like, well, shit. Uh, I, 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 like, I will hoop with a bunch of, like, black dudes and Dominicans and shit like that. You know, I do comedy with a wide variety of people. Um, like, uh, I went to school like my friends like my friends I grew up with culturally is so different yeah, like, you don't have the rainbow coalition of friends yeah though. so like it's um, like you need people who are like cool and open who maneuvers through these different points of 
these different um, categories or cultures um, in order to connect different people and there, there is as is there's a compound effect on this too you know you need the people who move maneuvers through these zones safely and um that safely i guess will who can flow through these different cultures so and let, be let like me, a bridge let me ask this so we can put a bow on this because i know we've been on this for a minute mm-hmm. is that what the grammys is supposed to represent because looking at the winners that's what it feels like yeah, it's it a representation forced, of though. the people who maneuver multiple cultures the best. Yeah. It's yeah. full of Kendrick Lamar. It's full of Bruno Mars, The Weeknd, Childish Gambino. Uh, even in rock, like, you know, the fucking Foo Fighters. Like, who yeah. who doesn't... Uh, who's, like, Foo Fighters are like a, like a Super Bowl band. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, everybody's yeah, love, okay with the Foo those, Fighters. Yeah, Dave Grohl. That's what I mean. He's one of those guys. You know what I mean? LCD sound system. Still winning fucking electronic. Ed Sheeran. Everybody's mad about the best pop vocal Ed Sheeran win. Like... Ed Sheeran just had out of out of those five, right? Uh-huh. You have a couple songs like mm, actually, no, oof, I'm really surprised Lady Gaga didn't win that for Joanne. Actually, Lady Del Rey, I don't know why that's I have crazy. like a, such a crush on her. Like, what's about her that's so hot? Like, mm-hmm. like physically, she's like all right. She's kind of she has a, she has a like siren sick. voice. Yeah, that, like she it's entrancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my point being like. It, uh, a lot of people could have won Best Pop Vocal Album actually looking at like safe plays there. Then Sharon probably shouldn't have got that. Uh, but my point is, it's a lot of these artists that just kind of like can maneuver multiple genres, yeah. kind of speak to many, many different audiences, they and are very trend. safe. Yeah, and yeah, they're safe and they kind of trend. They trend. They go beyond like racial boundaries. Like everyone's like, oh, or uh, racial boundaries, international boundaries, yeah. gender boundaries. Like people who like the reason beyond like. There's a there's a couple artists I was gonna say like Beyonce who are like very dominant in one like I guess like particular audience and you can do that if your audience is that big yeah. like if your audience is women uh-huh. like women eight to eighty fuck with Beyonce mm-hmm. you're good you don't really need a male audience if you have all of the women and men but if your audience is women nineteen to twenty five mm-hmm. and that's it yeah. or men thirty to forty one yeah you're of, almost too niche yeah to like not. yeah you like yeah. it doesn't seem like you can make the best album ever and nobody's gonna give a shit. Yeah, I mean, it, is it the best album ever if it hasn't broke these cultural boundaries? Uh, I guess that's the question. Yeah. yeah. It, is, is the best of music what transcends different things and that we can all feel okay about? Or is it things that really stick out and make, you know, gives you the goosebumps and your hair sticks up in the back of your neck and you say, that's the best thing I've heard in a long time? Oh right. man, that's a tough one. And, the, mean, and better question: it, which of the, which of those should be the Grammy standard? Doesn't matter which of you you think is the best. Like which of those should be the standard we're measuring the Grammys by? That's all I want to know is what it what is the, the standard we actually use? Yeah. Is it the the best song to us all individually? And we're trying to compile a board of people who all have good enough ears that we trust them to judge that. Yeah. Or are we looking at it like what's most agreeable? It ha- well, I mean, I think that it's impossible to have anything like name name one of those artists who is on that Grammys list mm. that is independent. Like these are oh, all backed by major labels. So no, right, no. right, right from there. Uh, I think LCD Sound System might be independent now again. I'd be so uh, right, and I guarantee. Like, but even like you can like the, the best the, one of the best yeah. albums could be just like some. Do some gal in her basement putting something together with their band or with their crew, and it could be dope. 
and people could have heard it, but it just ha- doesn't have the the backing or the, the attention to make it to the Grammys because Grammy is a commercial. So it, it, there are spectrums to this. So it, it ha- So you have to assume like it doesn't get to that level unless there's a group of people who's like, yes, we can make money off of this because mm-hmm. a large portion of people will enjoy it. So then, so by by just that so parameter. It's a, so we're, we're in agreement. It's yeah, a popularity contest. It is, a, it is 100% a popularity contest. Before we move on, this is all I'll say to prove that point and really drive that home. And I'm sorry for all of you that we spent 35 minutes on it. This is all we've, we should have had to say from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about you. You're about six or seven shades darker than me. So you tell me I'm going to turn this this way. Mm-hmm. Quick scroll. I recognize the names of almost every single person who won a country Grammy this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, big I listen, fan. I'm a big fan of Chris Stapleton, though. And good for him for cleaning up. But <laughs> my point is, I, li- I started listening to country music by force of my roommate uh-huh. two years ago. Uh-huh. I have maybe 40 to 50 country songs in my Spotify library total. Uh-huh. And I only listen to country music while I'm golfing uh-huh. or when it's 90 degrees out, which if you've ever been to the Northeast, you know is roughly 60 days a year. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way I should know who's winning those Grammys. Yeah, that yeah. can't be the best country has to offer. I'm not convinced. No. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, moving on to people trying to be too safe with shit. Still in the same vein, I guess. Not moving on. That's a terrible segue. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the like American Veterans Association, mm-hmm. is trying to run a Super Bowl ad. Uh, yeah. Essentially, you know, hashtag please stand. All the reasons you should stand for the national anthem. Yeah. Uh, was vetoed by the NFL. I feel like that would have been their lane, right? They ran some shit like that earlier this year. It was a different veterans group, like similar message, and that ran. I don't know what exactly the refusal was for here. Uh, I it was what was the ad? It was it like a commercial or was it yeah, like before? Yeah, no, fucking the NFL wants you for you to forget that NFL players weren't standing. They want you to just not talk about that. Why would they allow? I wouldn't allow an ad if I'm the NFL. I want you to forget. I want white America. Rural, especially rural white America that was saying I'm gonna boycott the NFL. I want them to fucking forget that even happened. I want them to focus on, you know, Tom Brady going after the sixth Super Bowl. Uh, I want them to focus on Nick Foles, you know, See, as like, a back. It's like put, put it this way. I feel like had they made this put. <laughs> Hey, Kaepernick started last year, right? Like that's when the process started. Had this been last year's Super Bowl in in the midst of the fun, like the flames of all this, mm-hmm. I think the NFL would have ran this. I don't think. I, I think. I think. But I think. NFL, well, yeah. this is what I mean. At that point, they were taking so much fire. Yeah. It's really calmed down. Like the people who are boycotting are actually boycotting, uh-huh. but they're not making enough noise to lure enough more people away that the NFL is losing money on it. Yeah. Uh, and they're kind of like like you said, trying to hush hush go away. Yeah. I just. The military seems like a tough place to play for them because that's their bread and butter, baby. Yeah. Like, military and their families is the NFL. But once you accept money from an organization that is is making, who is picking a side on that, then you are choosing to take money from a certain side. And Yeah, but I mean, it, my point is like they've expressed that they're on that side already, I feel like. Mm. 
Not, not, not entirely. I mean, this would. I mean, if a guy who's pro who started the protest can't get a job in the league, I feel like the league's on the other side. Yeah, but then you have some of the owners that who like kneel with some of the players. You have. I mean, none of these niggas did that shit for real. Yeah, during I mean, Jacksonville, that's it. And then uh, what you call it? Even the Cowboys, Jerry Jones you, kneel. With you're, that. you're gonna sit here and tell me that wasn't like just a it play? Was just, it was a play, but it's it is. This he came out the, He play. came out the next week and said if they don't stand, he would bench him. Yeah, just uh, what I'm saying. This whole thing is a play. It's a play to not accept that 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 ad revenue yeah, in order to stay new as neutral as possible. Uh, for for the record, because we believe in telling the truth, even if we don't have all the facts, uh, should get uh, Goodell's quote on this out there. Quote: It's not an indication of any lack of support. We have a, a VFW ad that talks about celebrates the important work that our veterans are doing, and of course, you know, all uh, we're going to honor the 15 Medal of Honor winners that we're bringing together at the Super Bowl, which I think is the largest Medal of Honor, uh, largest number of Medal of Honor winners ever brought together at any event other than their annual national gathering. So essentially he's saying, we do enough to support the troops already, we don't need this he's, fucking he's directing. The, he's directing the narrative. He doesn't, with uh, an organization that is, I guarantee, at least 70 to 80% black, you don't want to look like you're choosing this side. You don't want to... You don't want to be- but the, the, the military should not be a racist thing. But I mean, they're asking people to stay. They're asking people to stop uh, uh, peaceful protests. I, I, I. This is where it gets tricky for me. I get that. I also like. I think the Super Bowl should be apolitical, generally speaking. Like, it's one of the last great American fun institutions. Like, we need to let it be what it is. That being said, like. Put this way, if if you ran that ad, then you have to expect somebody's gonna protest during the anthem, and I guess you really just don't want that. Yeah. I don't I don't blame the NFL for trying to avoid this. I get that. I think the way they've handled all of this, including this particular stage of it, has been shit, and this just continues to be shit. I just, uh, I don't think there is any good way to uh, to handle this because you have yeah to, uh, yeah exactly. Either way, you're gonna you're gonna upset some people. Either you upset your um. You're either going to upset veterans, you're going to upset active military, you're going to upset your players. Uh, any way you cut it, it's not going to go well for you. Uh, I guess sticking in sports, there's uh, the other big sports story of the week that we should cover. Obviously, you're from Cleveland, uh, so I'm interested for you to take the Indians after this upcoming season are retiring Chief Wahoo, or the logo at least. I think Wahoo, like as a mascot, will look different, and like he'll still be named that, and it'll be more of a historical tribute thing from my understanding. Uh, but the logo will be gone. Uh, I've obviously had a lot of people have a lot of strong feelings on this who in my opinion probably just shouldn't have that strong of feelings on it I don't quite know why uh, as one of my good friends put it like Chief Wahoo isn't racist making a racist bright red cartoon character of him is uh, and y'all been rocking with that shit for way too long uh, it's very ironic that I'm literally looking at the Chief Wahoo logo on the other side of the room because we record this <laughs> in the hall of a Cleveland Indians fan uh, so I'm just curious like I think it's the right move to get rid of the logo. How do you feel about keeping the name? I mean, I think that I understand it, it, them keeping the name from the business uh, perspective because Brand there's strong. some branding and there's, there's, everything's invested in the Cleveland Indians. 
Uh, I think it's a good move to remove the logo. I think the next step is to probably come up with a different name. Yeah, I, would have, I just have to assume the name change is coming. Uh, I'm curious what they're using as a logo in the meantime. If they're just going to go through the throwback thing. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll just roll with the C all the way. Yeah, especially if they're going to change. I would like to see them come up with a cool cursive eye. You remember they did that one mm-hmm. year from like Spring Trainer or something? Yeah. That'd be cool. But the, if they're gonna change cl- the C is clean. It's cleaner too. Like, yeah, the C, it, look it, it looks too old though. It looks throwback. But look at the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees. Yeah, but the Yankees is iconic, dog. Yeah, exactly. the Yankee logo. That's like, look, uh, look at the me, Boston To me, the C is iconic, too. Dog, yeah. like, this C wasn't even, like, y- y'all didn't even wear the C, though, for a long time. So, yeah. They just brought back the C, like, a few years no, they, ago. No, they wore it for certain games. Like, Did they? Yeah, Always? For since uh, I, when, I was a, when I was a kid, I never saw this. The oh no! Red I mean, it's, I think it started like uh, at least when did I work for the? That's what I mean. Like I fifteen for the years ago. in like two thousand and seven. Yeah, I think I worked in two thousand six or two thousand seven or two thousand. Yeah, but uh, in the C, the C was they were wearing the C by then. Oh, so like ten. That's not yeah. a tradition. Nah, the Yankee, the Yankee NY have been around for a hundred yeah. years, bro. Babe Ruth was beating his wife. Listen, I am, I'm a proud Boston Red Sox fan. I, we've been out here with the bees on the on the not. I don't even know if they had to fit it back then. Yeah. You're like the scally cap, yeah. the bee on the scally cap in 1898. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, no, no. The, the, the Boston High Red Stockings. You gotta start somewhere, man. The, so they got a see though. You got the cubbies. Yeah, but they see those kind of weak. Yeah, that's why that's I got to see. They, they got to go with the C with the bear. The C yeah, with the bear is dope. But they need to just go with the bear. They should. I'm saying. I'm I'm all. I love Cubs fans, but y'all like yeah. trash for not updating that shit. Uh, but so yeah, Indians, cool. uh, yeah, I'm cool with it. I, it although, uh, I like the Indian. Like, I like aesthetically. Although it's super racist, I like the look of the Indian. Like the, <laughs> like the car. Like. The style of animation is, yeah. or illustration, I guess you would yeah. say, is dope. Like, yeah. I like the yeah. look. It's just it's a shame it's racist, bluntly it? racist yeah, and, like, just, disturbing. Yeah. And I Usually we play devil's advocate on this show. I'm, I'm happy to argue the counterpoint of everybody everybody's arguments. But, like, who... I've heard people trying to defend this. Like, this is PC culture, and people are caving, and I can't believe they're changing a tradition. And my, uh, my favorite one, uh, there's still theaters named the Redskins Theater. or the, uh, There's a high school in Arizona, apparently on an Indian reservation, yeah. Native American reservation, yeah. uh, that's nicknamed, like, the Redskins. I'm like, yeah. who do you think named them that? Yeah. Maybe the white people who created that school there when they put, banished them all to a reservation after they killed half their yeah. families? Do you think you think the Redskin Theater in in fucking Oklahoma yeah, was, was like raised by some Native Americans? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what, Redskins, that's a, that's the new nigga. We're reclaiming that shit. <laughs> you my Redskin dog, like, nah, fam. Yeah. Um, and like, I just I don't understand how people are still that ignorant. I can't even make the I, case for it. I I do. I I have. I will never underestimate people's ability to be stupid as fuck. It's like every day we Good see rule. more of it. And whether it's left or right, there's abundance of stupidity. And now they have a microphone. Um, people are just stupid. People will defend anything. Um, and that's just I mean that's just where we're at that's why you that's the the, the most popular argument for why people saying people or middle ground people need to like voice their opinion more it's because there's so much bullshit coming from the left and extreme left and extreme right that like normal people need to be like hey Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. Yeah. And it, uh, either way like hey 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 shh, shut the fuck up. Well it's just it's also like I, 
it, it people seem to always have this idea and like I get lost in this myself I get caught in this myself all the time mm-hmm. I have to check myself it's like you don't get to decide what's offensive to other people. If yeah. you say something about a group of people to which you don't belong, mm-hmm. and they say it's offensive, mm-hmm. it's offensive. Yes. Because they're offended. Yes. <laughs> That's how adjectives work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's not a debate about that. Yeah. I think there is. I mean, it's not that black and white. To I do agree that there needs to be there's some speech there needs to be freedom of speech and there needs to be um, a level of tolerance on the other end but there also needs to be a level and you need to be able to have a a conversation about it but we do live in a brutal world so like yeah you need to sometimes to have freedom of speech you have to be offended by certain things and and, and, and see I I agree with that and I'm cool with that my Mm -hmm. my point is like I'm not saying you need to be reprimanded or it should be a crime to be rude or offensive to somebody Mm -hmm. but when when I when you say something offensive to me Mm -hmm. and I tell you it's offensive yeah like, why are you arguing with me that it's not? Okay, gr- true. <laughs> you know what so, I mean? Like, you you don't, you have zero deciding factor, mm-hmm. like, say, you have no voting power yeah. in whether or not that statement is offensive. Exactly, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, like, what, like if you, if you say, yo, well, I don't really get what, like, one of my favorite arguments about this, because we can get to the Redskins thing in a second, but, like, Somebody was trying to really make the case, like, okay, like, we can call white people white people, right? I can call black people black people, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't I call Native Americans red people? My nigga, because they're not red. And yeah. they made that claim a long time ago that they're not red. And they're really the only red people are, like, Irish people who vacation in Bermuda for a yeah. weekend and don't remember the fucking spray tan lotion. Yeah. So, like, if we talk about redskins, bring y'all ass back to Boston. Yeah. My point is, like, if you say that to a Native American person yeah. and they say, hey, that's really yeah. offensive. Yeah. Like, where I come from, we don't regard ourselves as redskins. That's a, like, mad inflammatory statement. Yeah. I'd prefer you not to say that to me. It's pretty fucking rude. Yeah. And your response to that is, I don't get why you're getting so offended. Yeah, okay. The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, no, that, that you read. So, it, I'm, uh, I'm admittedly a hypocrite for this, because I do this to people often. No, I... Probably I, mainly women, because I'm a terrible <laughs> person. Well, well, that's true. Like, you can't say, oh, well, I don't know why you're upset by that. But if you I mean, say, you can ask I, why if you really don't know. Yeah, but like exactly. you can't, like you can't, like that. You, that's not a, a platform of defense. You can't be like, uh, oh no, no, that that shouldn't hurt your feelings. Yeah. Like, what? What are you? What, how are you even argue to me with yeah. that? But you can like they can't say, well, like I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. And like, all right, cool. Now they now they can be like, all right, well, I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and that's that is <laughs> that's the world we live in. So uh, it's you, like you gotta you gotta know when you want to push that freedom of speech, dog. <laughs> exactly. Like, and so I mean, that's the. I ain't about to argue how offensive the word nigga is at the Klan rally. All right? Exactly. Like, yeah. You know what? I'm not been offended today. Exactly. Actually, you know why? Because I came to a Klan rally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and and so like. And I will, even if you don't like, I will defend your right to say shit that I don't like. Yeah. But, like, you can't defend that some things you say are going to be offensive. Like, yeah, don't. You're you're allowed to say whatever you want. I'm allowed to feel however I want about it. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep pushing it and find out how much I really feel like that, then you have that to, is yeah, your that, freedom and your right. Yeah. 
Is that and I will explain the situation to a judge, and we'll see who had the most rights. I guess. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's the escalation of that. Yeah, but I, like, I don't want it to get to that point. Just be like, yo, like my bad, I offend you. I'm kind of a dick sometimes. Exactly. It's not that hard to say that. It, no doubt. And I think that is like once you start approaching things, approaching situations at that level, like oh, like oh, my bad, I didn't know that offended you. Let's have a discussion. Now, if you take away. The ability to for people to have, and this is like I feel like what the left is struggling with right right now is that like they they've been increasingly taking away the ability for people to have a discussion. Like call me this, call me that, call me this, and, or I identify this, or this is a, like okay, or right. you're not allowed to have a voice in this conversation because you don't belong to this group or that group. Exactly, or this label it's or, like yeah. well, like no, like it's the it's the fracturing of the left. Everybody, everybody's got their is. own camp, and there's no collective exactly. voice. Exactly, and then, and there's no. Um, conversation about it. it's like either this is right or you're wrong. It's, it's like, dude, no, let's, let's have a conversation, educate people, bring people in, and then let's begin to understand each other more. And then you can figure out better who's an asshole and who's not. You know what it truly reminds me of right now? And I said this when it was happening in real time and no one took it seriously. Uh-huh. Uh, do you remember the Occupy movement? Like when niggas was occupying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people was out here just taking over like space uh-huh. and cities, uh, which was like such a radical fucking concept in 2010. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but one of the things in all the Occupy rallies and meetings and shit that I went to, because I went to a bunch, mm-hmm. checking out, I covered it for my school paper, actually. That's how long ago that wow. was. Uh, journalist Mitch. <laughs> back on the mic. Uh, but the the thing that struck me about the whole thing is, like, there's a bunch of people who seem to be on the same general side, mm-hmm. but every, like, the equity being the idea that everybody had a voice and equal say, mm-hmm. nothing could get accomplished. Yeah. There were no, there was not enough of a leadership structure mm-hmm. to decide what the demand should be or the priority should be mm-hmm. or what we needed to get done. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like that was always what was missing from that. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that was mostly the Bernie wing, the yeah. Occupy people. Uh-huh. They were so successful this past time, they think that like that can get them over the top. Mm-hmm. What they're missing is a figurehead like Bernie. And people really glossed over, like, the importance of that. Mm -hmm. It's like, proud Bernie supporter like Bernie a lot. Do I think Bernie Sanders is, like, the cure-all Jesus fix? God, no. Mm -hmm. What he did do, though, was give a lot of people with, like, a lot of similar thinking, but, like, small ideological battles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People who believed in libertarian tax schemes and, like, free market economy, but also believed in healthcare for all, mm-hmm. but who might have been a bit homophobic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can root for Bernie the same way, like, the non-binary, like, queer chick with fucking purple hair, mm-hmm. who is, like, writing her thesis on gender theory, mm-hmm. who can't stand that guy when, yeah. like, she sees him at a bar, mm-hmm. but now we're on the same side, because, like, I know a little something about you that makes you likable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all on the same team. Mm-hmm. They got Bernie the fuck out of here, and that's why I said during the primaries that that was such a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, that was the glue to the, like, the little micro-communities mm-hmm. of the left. Yeah. Like, you can't play identity politics mm-hmm. and expect to rein in 500 identities. Exactly, yeah. Republican identity politics is simple. They've only got four identities that they're catering to, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On the left, you... 
we just went over. I identify with 20 different fucking subsects, right? Mm-hmm. How are you marketing to me? How are you campaigning yeah, to they're me? They're completely confused on the line. Exactly. Because yeah. you're going to, like, I'm going to hear that message at, you know, the fucking queer bar you guys came to do a speech at. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to also see you at the research fucking seminar at Harvard mm-hmm. two weeks later. And mm-hmm. I'm going to see how two-faced you are. Yeah, exactly. And you, like, you can't play that shit with the left because it's too, like, it's too mixed. Yeah, exactly. And so now we're trying to fracture the left and nothing's going to get done and it's really a sad state of the country. It is. It is. And and, and then so... Sorry, that was ranty. No, it, no, it wasn't. I mean, it, it's, it's the reason why we're in the position we are right now with, with Trump is because a lot of the people, those people who were like Bernie supporters who, you know, wanted radical change was like, okay, well, like, I don't identify all the way with this, but like, here's, here's a radical change in a different way. I'll jump on board with there. And, you know, it is because Hillary was so two-faced, like, to your point. Like, she was the... She she had something for everybody, but nothing for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think the, th- the thing that Bernie really drew a lot of people on was, like, it, it was boring to a fault, honestly, uh, that, like, his whole message was, listen, I have no idea how to fix everything else, mm-hmm. but I know it all starts with the money. Yeah. So how can we fix the economy, and how do we keep people healthy while we fix the rest? Yeah. That was his whole campaign. Yeah. That everybody could get on board with. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do with gay rights versus gun laws versus fucking trade deals versus farm... Like, no one has the right answer to that. Yeah. Because we live in the internet age where everyone has enough information to have their own decision on what's real. Mm-hmm. So you have to focus on shit that is generally popular for everybody yeah. and then start to work on the things that we can all start to, like, kind of cross bonds with. Because you know what? When I have a good job and you have a good job and we all have good jobs, you know who I meet at work? Other good people who don't look like me. Yeah. You know what's really great is when I'm healthy all the time. And, you know, I start to respect, you know, fucking Muslims a little bit more. My Muslim doctor healed my fucking cancer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or kept me from getting cancer because I went to the fucking doctor ahead of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those are the kind of things that break down those walls exactly. that you're not gonna get by telling people to sit down and shut up and you're not allowed at the table. Yeah. And that's the left. Yeah. And, and, and that's 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 both sides now because we're in so polar opposite. Yeah. So so uh, extreme on both sides and there's very few people. I just feel like when I see Republicans feuding amongst each other it's funnier. Like mm-hmm. uh, Democrats are no, not I shouldn't even say Democrats. Left minded people and generally people who like are okay to have their own ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when they fight with each other, it's almost sad because it's like, can we agree we're like in this for the better good? Mm-hmm. I just see like right wing people fighting with each other and it's like, what do you mean you don't love Jesus? What do you mean you don't love AR 15s? Yeah. Fuck both of you, Chevys, all day. And yeah. I'm just like, what are we fighting about? Evolution's gonna kill all three of you. Yeah. Uh, but like. Yeah, I'm here for shit. I, I don't know. Everything to me, everything's exhausting on both both extreme ends, and it's just like it's it's all it's, it's, it's that's you know it makes you want to just be like fuck both of this shit. Like I'm just like not even identifying with any of this shit, and I'll just pick things that aren't stupid. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so we spent a lot of time this yeah, episode talking about great American shit. institutions. <laughs> we talked about the Grammys. Uh, we talked about fucking uh, the entire government here. I don't know how the fuck we got into that. We talked about football a little bit. Uh, we talked about the Super Bowl. Actually, before we retire sports, two quick things. Uh, doubling down on Roger Goodell being an asshole because we already talked about the veterans uh, thing. Roger Goodell also announced that the Redskins will not be changing their name because, of course not, because fuck the NFL. Uh, and then, like, uh, I think the top... 
three or four of the most um, lucrative NFL teams, so they're not gonna touch that brand. Oh, yeah, it's no, like them. It's like them. Cowboys, the Cowboys Patriots. The pay, and they're. I think they're beating the Patriots. The Redskins. That can't. Yes. No, maybe. Check. check, check Google the know. most. Uh, the uh, the most profitable or. Uh, like no, like total value. Yeah. Bible sourcing. Yep. Redskins are up there, like top. Bear with us two seconds. Uh, Redskins. Yeah, well, Reds, Redskins are number three behind the Cowboys uh, and the Patriots. Yeah. That so, sounds, wow. Yeah, yeah no, I, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Patri- and it's close, though. Uh, they only yeah. got they're point four, point four billion exactly. over the Redskins. They just pay fucking Alex Smith a shit ton yeah. for a stiff. Uh, quickly, before we leave sports and get on with the rest of the world, Super Bowl picks, because we're not going to be back on the air before um, Super Bowl. I mean, I, I really don't foresee... Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl anytime in the near future. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I do think it's going to be closer than people think. And because I'm a hater and I'm well on record as a Patriot hater mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons, but honestly, no particular reason. I just like to be a hater. It's too late to jump on the bandwagon 17 years in. So fuck the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Eagles in the points. Uh, I got I got Patriots 24-21. Yeah, that's 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 my current prediction. That may change because I haven't hit Bovada yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm also gonna play mad prop bets because prop bets are fun and what's better for that? Yeah, I'm playing prop bets. I'm playing squares. I'm gambling all over the place yeah. on the fucking Super Bowl this year because I have no stake. I don't give a shit, so I need yeah. like a reason to watch. Yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm, I'm gonna have the whole fucking sports book open. Uh, I'm just gonna be eating mad dip, watching commercials, <laughs> and seeing money pouring. Because um, I know we gotta get out of here. I swear we're gonna touch on the State of the Union. Uh, we can script the digital consciousness thing, right? Yeah, we, we can do that remember? next time. Oh, yeah, we can do that another time. Because I think that's going to be one of those issues. That, yeah, that's, that's like an artificial intelligence. It's not going anywhere. And cloning. We're not yeah. going. This is like shit we're, we're talking about. It's only going to get more. Come back here in a couple episodes because we'll, we'll get into right. that whole idea. Uh, well, no, I'll promote the other shit later. Uh, the other thing I had on the list that I want to touch on this week uh, was Larry Nassau. Oh, Nassau? How do you yeah. fuck this nigga? I don't even care if I get his Dude, name right. Dude, they printed the list of all the people that he sexually abused. It was like 180 people. Dude, that, that dude was Y'all like, think Weinstein's bad. Y'all think Cosby's bad. This nigga tripled up the hit list. Dude, wh- how does that even And happen? there were children. Yeah. Like, what, what's the average age of, like, a, like a, a world-renowned gymnast? Yeah, like, 17? Like, yeah, like their, none of them are they adults. They peak at, like, 15. That's what I mean. And even in America, where we age gymnasts, like, later compared to other countries, like, yeah. these women are aging out at 26 max. You know what yeah. I mean? Allie Raceman, what is she, 24, 26? Yeah. Year, you know, something like that? And she's, like, old for a gymnast. Yeah. Someone bothers will be the fuck out of you. She was the shit. All of a sudden, she's gone. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, it's, 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 it's sad, man. Um, Did you watch any of the testimony shit? Like, I, I'm embarrassed to say it as a dude. Like, like you should be strong in this and be able. To, it was tough to listen to. I did. I couldn't listen to any of them for more than like a few minutes, and I had to like, I was, like, I was in tears. Oh wow! No, I did not. I, I watched the judge judge's statement in the. Um, How'd you feel about the that? Sentence. Uh, I felt, I'm very conflicted about that. Yeah, I felt that. I she don't want was, a judge talking like that ever. Yeah, I felt like she was like she felt like this is my moment yeah. and like I'm gonna do like she felt like she like someone wrote her a script. Of she what she say. knew she'd be a hero after doing exactly. You know what I mean? And they like, rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, because that's not how judges are supposed to behave. Yeah, I want you to be like and then she like 
through his like uh, statement, yeah. and I was like, I'm signing your death warrant. Like, what? Yeah, how are you gonna like, say that? Sending somebody, yeah. right? Sending somebody to prison. Like, yeah. it's essentially saying, I hope you get shanked in jail. Yeah. Which, like, I get, that, like, I get that from a populist feel. Mm. The judge should not be saying things like that. Yeah, period. I, I don't judge. care how much you. I agree with that. Yeah, I want them to at least appear as unemotional yeah. as possible, or as emotional as like. This is my thing. Is like, I, I genuinely believe that, like. Justice is best served when, like, you understand the humanity of those who committed the crime. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying this shit guy should get any sort of leniency or pardon or pass. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, like, I I am much more affected by seeing that judge essentially look at people like that and be like, yeah. like, may God have mercy on your soul. Like, yeah. I don't know how you've, achieved, like, been able to unlock this amount of evil, but yeah. I hope you find some reckoning for it before you die. Exactly. And you that, should, like, that should be the voice of justice, not I can't wait to see you die. That and, seemed fucked up to me. Yeah, exactly. And and also, if you look at, like, people like monsters like this just aren't born. Like, this is something, whatever happened right. to this guy. And we're happy to say that in all other cases. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, shit, we, we talk about that with the fucking Vegas shooter. Right? Yeah. And we're like, we always look for ways that people are mentally unstable or things that happen to them. Yeah. Uh, and I guess th- this is my point. This is not me trying to defend what is arguably one of the worst people I've ever heard the name of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I will say, like, I, I do think that's a bad look for our justice system. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Whatever. In this case, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of like punching a Nazi, right? Like, yeah, do I agree with punching people? For like without setting them up first and squaring up and like having a fan fight yeah. and like just because they said some shit no but as I just said before if you push a button long enough you know what's gonna happen yeah. and like you had to see that coming uh, and like salute to whatever I won't get there you go salute to the judge I'm not naming your name because I don't think you deserve to be celebrated but score one for the good guys yeah uh, my last thing I want to touch on our last five top five before we get out of here you want to just hit the, the five biggest things from the State of the Union because I, I think there was a bunch to talk about there but not really anything in particular at all with I guess regards to policy and shit uh, it was more there's some interesting moments I guess I walked away from it with okay yeah you're going to have to take because as I said I've, I've just heard blurps about it on NPR in between getting it in uh, my car for work um so I just we're still talking about the wall, like yeah. So we <laughs> that's what Rogan I mean. would say. We gotta be living in a simulation. This is ridiculous. We're still talking about a wall. Not only are we talking about the wall, we're talking about like needing needing to find. And this is one of the more interesting policy points: generating 1.5 trillion dollars in revenue exclusively for infrastructure rebuilds, which. Everything is pointing towards like him using that money towards the wall. That's why the number is so hot. Mm-hmm. His big infrastructure plan is the wall plus fixing some roads, essentially, and then him yeah. saying that he fixed. Good thing we had a huge tax break. <laughs> oh, don't worry. He talked about that. I've never seen a dick flute solo quite like Donald Trump talking about the tax plan. Yeah. So first and foremost, the fucking tax plan. My man just jerked himself off for like yeah. fifteen whole minutes. Oh, he's the best at that. He is amazing. I've never seen like I watch a lot of porno. I've seen a lot of dudes jerking <laughs> off. No yeah. one does it quite like Donald uh, Trump. He, he probably say yeah no one no one jerks himself off as best as I do that's I, a- <laughs> I will say one of the best things for the on camera jerk off is the small hand to dick ratio so he's got that part down uh, you know good for him I guess uh during his tax plan fellatio, self-fellatio, uh, so during the whole thing, I got first things first. First right, thing so on the top five, number right. one, is the amount of fucking guests this nigga brought out. Uh-huh. He was shouting somebody out every 20 minutes. Uh, now, it, 
generally speaking, like whatever, people bring plenty of guests of honor to the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. Most people bring somebody with them. They get pointed out occasionally in speeches. This is not like a new thing, but it did seem like an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Number two, which I want to get into, is the first acknowledgement of these guests. Mm-hmm. By, by the end of this, it was so common that he'd kind of give his blurb about them, mm-hmm. and he would just give a please with like a, a wave of the hand, mm-hmm. and they would stand and people would applaud for them or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like that casual to him. He's like, blah, 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 blah. We, it was all these, I shouldn't blah, 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 blah through because it was all these very emotional stories. Mm-hmm. But first when he told, uh, uh, at least when I caught on to it, I was at the gym, I was watching on the fucking treadmill. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had this, this couple there who owned a manufacturing business. It was their 20th year in business. Mm-hmm. They just had their most successful year ever. And he's hyping up how they're going to have an even better year next year under the new ta- uh, tax plan from Trump. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. They stand. We applaud. It was Trumpian cookie cutter, like mm-hmm. chubby pasty white guy, chubby pasty white woman. She's in like a shitty rhinestone dress that looks bad on her. Mm-hmm. He's in like a suit that probably fit him in high school, but not so well now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like try to be like well dressed and handsome. And you kind of see this brother sitting next to him, kind of getting like the okay uh, look, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so then Trump, you know, gives us a little about this kid. Uh, grew up in, uh, I forget what fucking town Midwest they were from. They are from Ohio, actually. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he had worked all through high school, put himself through high school because he had a really rough family, lost his job in the recession, and got a job as, like, an apprentice welder and, like, moved up the ranks through this same company. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Corey, and, like, to all this applause, and all it was was this room full of white people in suits applauding mm-hmm. and Donald Trump being like, Corey, please stand. Like, Negro, stand before me. Uh, And like, okay. Huh? It was a black dude? Yeah, it was a black dude. And he was like with that same family. Like, Uh this family who owns his business employed him, and that was like his come up. Uh You know what I mean? Which is like cool. Like, happy family, like, uh, Americans helping one another out. But it had this very obvious tone of like, See who this tax cut is going to help? Yeah. These people. See what they'll do? They'll help the Negroes. Yeah. See the trickle down? This is how it works. Yeah. And fun, I, I tweeted this out during the speech. It was like, it felt very dog whisper in chief, right? Yeah. Cool. That, that moment has passed. I'm ready to move on. Mm-hmm. This nigga sits up at the podium and says... And he's quite a welder, too. You know how I know that? Because whatever dude, I think Bill or whatever, the guy who owned the company, because he, you know, said he was a great welder. So essentially, you know how I know that Negro is good? He called him a great American worker. You know how I know he's a great American worker? Because the white man who employs him, who makes 20x the amount of money he does, who I'm helping get ahead in life, told me so. Yeah. That just reeked of, like, dog whispery, like, weird shit to me. I did not like that vibe at all. Yeah. And that continued throughout the night with most of his guests. Uh, we'll move on to number three. Uh, his whole plan on addressing like crime and violence and terrorism. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's you know, some bits on ISIS, there's bits on terrorism in general, there's some bits on immigration. His big uh, guest shout out for that block of the speech mm-hmm. uh, was these two sets of parents whose daughters were murdered on Long Island mm-hmm. or Staten Island, I believe, uh, allegedly by MS-13 gang members. Mm-hmm. There's lots of speculation as to whether or not the guys who killed them were even part of MS-13, mm-hmm. first off, uh, or, or, or whatever. I'm not even going to speculate on that because I don't know enough about that case. Mm-hmm. The point that became very obvious to me was, we're talking about, and I do not mean to belittle two 16-year-old girls dying at all, mm-hmm. but in a year where we've already had dozens of school shootings and seen plenty of other 16-year-old die- deaths that we haven't even acknowledged, mm-hmm. let's acknowledge it for what it is. It's two deaths. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Not one mention of the Vegas shooting. Yeah. Not one mention of, of anything to do with Charlottesville. Yeah. Not one, you know, all these other mass killings that, that Charlottesville wasn't mass killing. Not one mention of Orlando. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just seemed very odd to me. 
That if we're gonna call call out and address for like eight whole minutes violence by immigrants, that we can't take a look at the deadliest mass shooting in the history of the country. Oh, because you really want to tiptoe on uh, gun gun No, gun no, so it's too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. Yeah, too soon. So, oh, oh, pretty appropriate. I mean, <laughs> you know, pretty convenient for us. And this. It just, it, it, and I mean, like, we, we shouted out Steve Scalise, the congressman who got shot at the fucking baseball shit mm-hmm. last year. Like, we gave that some love service. Mm-hmm. Like, we gave this some love service. Uh, we gave North Korea plenty of love service. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we couldn't seem to find any time for that. That seemed very odd to me. Yeah. Uh, so that was number three on my list. Uh, part of it, I, I want to save that for the last. Oh, the, the other thing I want to touch on was just the general length. I don't know if he was yeah, trying to, like... As, I guess it was the longest one. Since, since Clinton, yeah. Since Clinton. Uh, so Clinton had one that was an hour 34. This was an hour 30. Yeah. Uh, so this is the second longest in, like, modern history. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was, like, him trying to prove a point about the endurance or the health he was in because that report just come out, like, recently. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that was all about. Mm-hmm. That just seemed like it was very intentional to me, and I want to know why. Like, uh, ABC, when they were showing it, had, like, the Sports Center ticker uh-huh. kind of on the side, so you knew the next topic that was coming up, so yeah. you could be in and out. Uh-huh. Don't know if I love or hate that, but as a viewer at the gym, yeah, it made it easier. Yeah. So, yeah, I know I can kind of tune up for this. I'll be back. You know, let me know when immigration comes up. Oh, I want to hear some more about that trade, and whatever, we'll get back. Uh, so that was cool. But uh, it, it seemed like every, you know, it was like five blocks, and it rolled over like six times. This nigga had more and more material. Yeah. Like, shout out for the endurance, if nothing else. Like, good for him, I guess. I didn't know he could do it. Uh, the last top thing I got to touch on mm-hmm. is like, I know it may not seem it on this podcast. I am unapologetically, like, pro-America. Mm-hmm. Like, I am very much the America fuck yeah guy, usually ironically, because I think it's a funny joke. Mm-hmm. But I do believe somewhat in American exceptionalism. I do believe this is a place that has the opportunity to be the best country on earth. Mm-hmm. So I am out here in my red, white, and blue overalls drinking Budweiser and being that guy with all the other people like that. Mm-hmm. I thought we were all in agreement mm-hmm. that that shit is, like... Cool for the Daytona 500 in 4th of July and ironic for a pub crawl and like, a, you know, like I wear all my red, white, and blue on voting day, shit like that because it's fun. Niggas really started a USA chant yeah. in the chambers of Congress or whatever fucking hall they hold the State of the Union in. Yeah. And it would have, like, I didn't get a chance to, like, I only heard this because I was listening to it in the car on the way home, mm-hmm. uh, the last part of it. So I watched the video when I got home. They really, so you've seen plenty of state unions, I'm sure, in your yeah. time. You know, very often you'll see, like, one half of the room will rise and applaud, and the other hand, the half will be silent and sitting. Mm-hmm. It's usually a very partisan split. Yeah. You have all these overgrown fuckboys mm-hmm. standing, chanting USA yeah. in the chamber, and the other half of the room just kind of like. And it was weird because, like, at no point in my life have I ever felt bad about a USA chant, bro. Yeah, like, I am here to chant USA. Hey. I, I went to a USA international soccer game mm-hmm. and sat in the all... I don't even remember. I was so blitzed. I don't remember to talk about American ways. I don't remember what team we fucking played. Mm-hmm. All I know is USA versus anyone else. Mm-hmm. We were the only people who spoke English in our section, and we led chant after chant after chant after chant, and anyone who did step to us, mm-hmm. we were telling them to fuck themselves yeah. in whatever language they understood. Yeah. You know what I mean? I am here for all that shit. Mm-hmm. That's a step too far, dog. Yeah. That shit don't belong in Congress. Yeah, you... That's a frat house type shit. It is. And you realize that, like, these people who are supposed to be leading us and, and have our best interests in, in heart are just... 
twelve year olds. The fucking beer pong Olympians. That's that's who's in Congress. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's worth because you know that all of them agree with this bullshit. They have to put it on this show, and I guarantee Trump loved it. And they have to act like they believe in all this shit. Last point I'll make on this. You know how you can tell it was only the white people in the room who were doing it? The black co- I heard the black co- They show. I saw some parts of the black Oh, they showed with the, con- the Kenty Con? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that shit was fire. Saw it to the black comments. Uh, but the shit that really killed me was like, anyone who's ever been to a sporting event ever or enjoys America in general knows it's USA, right? Mm-hmm. USA. You that what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I can't uh, I, I, Are you even uh, part of this country, bro? Yeah. Like get the fuck out of my Congress. <laughs> you don't even know how to chant goes. <laughs> you want me to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, the national anthem? You can't even get the USA chant right? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, yeah. that's all I'll say on that. The State of the Union was exactly what you thought it was, a miserable state. Uh Joe Kennedy brought the rebuttal, it was fucking weak. Yeah. I mean, salute to Joe because he's from my home state and you know. Everyone on the left wants to fuck with the Kennedys, but like, yeah, I wasn't that into it. And it, nothing noteworthy to bring to you, I promise. Yeah. Uh, a lot of immigration. He spoke Spanish for a little bit to prove to everybody that he could speak Spanish. And how, how did it sound? Like he took it in high school and remembered it well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, how like, anything sounds coming from him? Yeah, like he sounded like a Kennedy and sat there and paid lip service to all the right things, a bunch on immigration, but it's like, you know, this same guy backs Wall Street Bank, same guy backs Big Pharma, same guy backs fucking big guns. Yeah, I mean, like, he's a fucking Kennedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, it, I was rocking with the Kennedys in the 60s. They just haven't moved a lot since about the 70s. Yeah. That's part of the problem. Robbie in the 80s, I guess. Uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. Uh, we're at hour 15. Is there anything else you want to touch on? I know you got you got more shows tonight. Catch my man working all around New England this yeah. week, please. My man's done, what's it been, six shows, five days? Five days, six five shows, five six days? Six shows. Five shows, six days. Five shows, six days. Mike and I got another show tomorrow. My man is out here putting in all the work. Please come out and see my man. He's funny as shit. I don't even say that just because I like I make, him. I, I don't make any money on this podcast. So I can talk all the shit I wanted to if he was bad. Yeah. Uh, you got dates? Uh, I do. I mean, by the time this goes out, uh, the only dates I will have is... Um, Let's see. Oh, Mike, due to the Super Bowl, my uh, improv on Sunday, get, uh, the 4th get canceled. Or that's, uh, yeah, Sunday the 4th. That's just Sunday. So uh, I'll have my next dates that are, uh, shit, that won't play anyways. I'll have my next dates on the show. I have a bunch coming up in, in February and March and a couple of April. So I'll look through that now. I'm not prepared. <laughs> All right. That works for me. Uh, as always, it's been episode 24, Late to Work Podcast, best known uncat, best known unknown podcast on the internet. Uh, please, if you love us, go leave us a review on iTunes. Helps other people find the show. We're trying to reach more listeners, more eardrums. Uh, so eventually, I won't be complaining about not making money on this shit. Uh, you got anything else you want to add? I'm good. That's it. I'm good, man. At only Chris Allen, at Mitch Gaines, hollering us. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. Stay like this. Yeah. I left the crib walking, drove a Mercedes bag. You wasn't blessed with ambition, so who you gonna blame for that? Try to get off the act, still didn't know how to act. Still pull up in the back, send my ass right in the back. Tell my driver when he opened the door to take off his hat. Double surround everything so that you know it's real.